Hello, I am Anderson Cowan, and I have got a movie to make. I do. And this is I've Got a Movie to Make, week 95 of 116 weeks. Woo, 21 weeks. Roberto Clemente, number of weeks. Baseball player. Pirates, 60s. War number 21. Hmm. All right. Uh, not important. What's important is this. Uh, I had a deadline, which was hugely helpful. And it's, it might sound absurd. It might sound uh, crazy. But like when I know someone's relying on me, I will make any sacrifices uh, need that, that, that are, that are needed. Um, I should also say I'm recording this on a Thursday cause I'm going to be uh, tomorrow's a shoot day. I'm going to be shooting all day. Uh, tomorrow's gonna be like a 17, 18 hour day, which is, uh, I'm, I'm pumped about, pretty excited about right at the end of the week. And, uh, uh, I, I don't know where my energy is going to be, but, um, got to be down in San Diego, which is about two and a half, three hours from where I live for a 12 hour day and then drive back. So what is that? 12, six, yeah, 18 hours. I'll sleep good tomorrow night. But uh, yeah, I'm working more on that documentary and I'm very, I'm seriously very excited to be doing so. Um, nothing like actually being on set and, and working. It's great. I love it. I wish I could do it more often, but my current circumstances do not allow it. COVID uh, is also a, a, an issue, obviously. But here's the deal uh, with a movie for vengeance. Thank God for Joe. Joe Doraville uh, hit me up uh, about a week and a half ago, and he kind of saw what was going on. With you know, it's the project is just stalling. Like I, I, I have stuff that I'm I'm doing, uh, but it's slow. It's molasses slow, and uh, Joe's starting to implement some deadlines. Like by this week, we got to be here. I should be doing this on my own, but honestly, it just falls through the cracks because of uh, you know all the other the plates that are that are spinning. So that's where having a partner comes in real handy. And uh, I've made self. Uh, impose deadlines, but I'm not that strict with myself. So Joe's um, uh, first deadline, we're doing baby steps. We had a nice long conversation about it. And uh, first deadline was uh, to get him the, the last draft by today, which is the 1st of April. Uh, and he's going to uh, go over one last time. And then we have a next step uh, with another deadline. So this is great. This is uh, fantastic. Uh What's not fantastic, you know, so I've been pecking away at it and, uh, you know, finding a half hour here, 45 minutes there to sit down and go over, do, give it one last pass. Like I said with my mom last week, uh, writing is rewriting, which is absolutely true. Um, and I'm going over some final notes, too, because there were uh, a set of notes that I've kind of been dreading because they were pretty, pretty uh, nitpicky at times. But um, addressing all of those. And the script's in a pretty good place. And the things that I need to rework uh, aren't the kinds of... It's funny how one little thing can be simple. But so here's the I'll, here's the deal. Um, the opening of this movie and a lot of the setting, a lot of the backdrop takes place in an office. And admittedly, I've not spent that much time uh, in office environments. However, you know, I worked in radio for 20 years and you know, that all took place essentially in an office building. There were studios, but there was offices in the middle. Like we were in three different buildings while I was there, but there was always offices. And uh, the one that I kind of have in my mind for, for when I was writing a movie for Vengeance, that the office that I had the most experience in um, was at the original Westwood One building where I uh, did For All the Bench and then Loveline for years before we moved. And there was like an open area in the, in the middle. So there'd be studios and there was an open like pit area almost with a bunch of different desks. Some of them were used. Some of them were just empty, but they had computers on them. Uh, no cubicles, but you know, desks and like 
Tom Likas, the old radio personality, he'd always just hop on whatever desk was uh, available and he would be reading articles, usually about himself, while drinking red wine. That was his move after every uh, uh, shift during the week because they were four to seven, I think. So I'd, I'd see Tom, sometimes I'd get in there for Loveline, at, you know, nine o'clock at, at night. Tom would still be sitting there reading articles about himself while, while swilling red wine. Uh, and it was kind of a free for all, even uh, other people's. Now this you know began in the late nineties is when I started working on Loveline. I was with Pharrell and started with him in ninety six. But um, you know, so time has passed and things have changed. But here's the deal: you could just hop on pretty much anyone's computer, sit at their desk, and peruse the internet and you know print stuff out. And you know, I used to do research for the shows, and I would just grab whatever desk was free, which was all of them because it was late at night. That's what I was thinking when I wrote. The, the the scenes um, for a movie for Vengeance, one of which a plot development, a plot point uh, that is necessary, it's it's very important, is when Ben, our hero, our uh, protagonist, uh, is sitting at the wrong desk because he's a little bit funny, he's a little different, and uh, you know he's in his own world. And while he is very very um, uh, particular about certain things, he also kind of gets lost and will just you know see a computer. Uh, which is similar to his, and he knows what he's doing work-wise, and he just... So I had him in the scene sit down at the wrong desk, at the wrong cubicle, which was the boss's son's cubicle, and he's sitting there working uh, hard on this computer, and it was brought to my attention that that just doesn't make sense, and you wouldn't even be able to log in, uh, and he would definitely notice that it wasn't his uh, cubicle. It's, uh, there's some funny stuff there, and uh, it it ends with him being... Yelled at for being in, in Steve's cubicle. That's the son's boss. And Steve is a real piece of work. And he's saying, hey, I'm going to undo all of the... The idea is that Ben still was able to access the computer and get to his, you know, whatever he was working on, the data entry stuff. Uh, and then he was about to lose it all um, if if uh, if Steve were to pull the plug, which Steve was threatening to do, pull the plug on the whole machine. And uh, really what Ben's doing is, is he's getting the evidence and downloading uh, the sound file uh, of the big boss talking poorly about him and calling him a super tart. I mean, that's that's what's really happening in Ben's world. But he's lying to Steve. It's a whole thing. It's been brought to my attention uh, on more than one occasion that this is very uh, uh, hard to believe. And it's just rewriting that i've come up with that that's really what i've been trying to do over the last week that's the i've been going through the whole script but that's the scene i keep coming back to and i keep trying to fix and it's really hard and i don't want to lose the whole scene or come up with a alternative because i love the threatening pulling the plug out of the wall i i love the dialogue that goes i shouldn't say love but i like it uh at one point steve is demanding uh, you know, making these demands. He's like, I'm going to pull the plug. You're going to lose all your work, Ben, unless uh, give me a date with one of your daughters. Uh, and ben says, I only have one. And he goes, wait, is she fat? And, you know, it's just ugliness. Uh, but it's it's got comedic. It's got some stuff in there that I like that I would I'd be sad to lose. Uh, ben throughout the movie is sniffing fruit. He, uh, he always has a lemon, uh, usually a fresh lemon. And that's just one of his corks. Like uh, to clear his mind, he picks up a lemon that he has on hand. And like a lot of people might have a cigarette. He just inhales deeply into um, off this lemon. Takes like a lemon hit, essentially. He's just he, he's got his corks. Right. And uh, one of the um, fixes I had at one point is that he, he drops the lemon or rolls off his desk and goes into. Uh, Steve's cube. I also had a joke in there that Steve's cubicle is 20% larger than uh, Ben's and uh, he's bragging about it. It's been brought to my attention that cubicles are all uniform. They don't have um, various sizes. I thought 
All right, well, I could work around that, or I could just make a... But people, anyone who works in a work environment, they're going to think, who's this Yahoo? And I hate that. I hate seeing things that I know about, and the filmmaker obviously doesn't, and uh, just doesn't care and uh, you know the worst is when i see a movie about making a movie and they don't even get that right and it's like that's what you do and you still don't get it right so anyways little things like this are um they can drive you crazy and it's like you never see it coming and, and the same holds true for when you're on set it's all the, the problems that you never planned for or never saw coming and those are going to be the uh the issues and i love that kind of thing i, I thrive on fixing issues fixing problems um so- solving problems i just love it I think it comes with being a man and, you know, it gets me in trouble with the wife because I hear her problems and I just want to solve them. And that's not what uh, ladies necessarily want. They just want you to hear their problems. So I'm not talking badly, but I mean, that's I, I've learned that over the years, but I like to solve problems. Uh, and this one I'm having a hard time with uh, without, you know, altering um, not a bunch of stuff, but enough that I'm not I'm not thrilled. So, yes, um, that's where I'm at. And I rewrite other people's stuff a lot better than I rewrite my own stuff. So that's where uh, all of you came in. So uh, uh, we're so valuable in helping uh, not necessarily rewrite, but rework and uh, suggest and, you know, give me notes because I'm not I'm not the greatest with doing it on my own. So uh, anyways, the the few problems, the few small problems with the script, such as the one that I just said, I mean, they're not deal killers. Uh, If if people when when people do pass on this, which they will, because that's just the, the odds on the majority of people are who are going to try and get involved will not want to be involved for one reason or another. I mean, that's just the way it works. Uh, but it's not going to be because of one of these shortcomings. Uh, no one's going to say, I don't believe that uh, he would have a cubicle that would be 20% wider. Uh, that's not going to you know get a shut out of any doors. It's going to be for other reasons. So that being said, that's uh, I feel comfortable. That's what I'm trying to say. I feel comfortable with where we're at, especially once Joe takes one last stab at it. And, um, we will, uh, have new deadlines, uh, for these last 21 weeks. Uh, it's pretty exciting. All right. I have to go, um, untangle my son. He's, he's, uh, he's come out since I've sat down here and he's uh, wrapped up in some hockey equipment and he's been very good. He hasn't said a word to me cause he knows that I'm doing check one twos, but that doesn't keep him from, uh, oh, he untangled himself. Good job. Hey, Addy, you trying to set it up the way that I had it set up? You're setting that there? Good job, buddy. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, And uh, I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. 20% larger. I mean, I guess you could custom make it 20% larger. That's something Steve would do. Yeah, I'll come help you.